1: Spears, and this is The Dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode four, Mary Pat Sass. So this morning I um, have the honor to talk to Miss Mary Pat Sass, and um, she is in Illinois, and uh, she is a strong woman in agriculture. She's an entrepreneur and a mom and uh, her family does some farming. So Mary, Pat, could you maybe just kind of jump into a little bit about you and a little bit about your background to get us started? Absolutely. So I'm a dairy farmer's
0: daughter from Wisconsin turned crop farmer's wife from Illinois. And um, I've been living in Illinois for three years now and love being here. But I started my little business because I realized that Illinois doesn't have the cheese selection that Wisconsin has, so we just started selling Wisconsin cheeses. Uh, It's pretty rudimentary. We open up our garage like once every three or four weeks and have pre-orders from people, but it's been a fun business for us and a way to connect to our community and now extend it out on the Instagram world.
1: Yeah, and that's Instagram is kind of how I came across you and thought your guys' story was really cool and um, your business. I thought, you know, kind of um, changing your career path and everything and then kind of going for something that you were passionate about was really um, inspiring. So maybe could you kind of walk us through the idea behind uh, the cheesery? I don't even know if I mentioned the name of it, but um, Mm -hmm. kind of what kind of made you come up with that? I know you mentioned a little bit the the lack of cheese selection, um, but what kind of made you say, okay, I'm going to go for this?
0: Yeah, I guess it was just really a conversation with my dad because he still milks cows and all of his milk is shipped to a creamery in Wisconsin that makes cheese. So, I mean, we get that cheese when we go up to visit them and I started bringing it back to our family down here and they just were like, "Okay, how can we get more of this?" like so we um just started taking these orders once every month or so and we actually opened up for a big fall event. Um, where just people around the community kind of go on a rural drive to different farms, and it's like more crafty type stuff, but that's where it really was introduced to our community was when people were able to try it and see, um, you know, just the difference in with the quality of Wisconsin small, I guess, small creamery cheeses versus, you know, going to the store and getting craft or whatever.
1: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, So. That's- those the cheese is um then it's all from your family farm then I guess in from the dairy the milk aspect of everything
0: um they are one of the dairies that sends to the creamery so the creamery buys milk from I don't know how many dairies but one thing that was nice about them is during this whole virus thing none of their farmers ever had to dump a load of milk which I was just like That was amazing. So it's fun to support a good company and they're family owned as well. So it's kind of,
1: yeah, it's really fun. Good. That's great. So too, I know now obviously not necessarily very focused, kind of uh, your little immediate family. Um, Mm -hmm. Your husband does some crop farming, correct? Could you maybe talk a little little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So we're all grain. We have corn and soybeans. It's about a 50-50 split. Um, he farms with his dad and his two brothers he's the middle brother Um, but so their their family had three boys and all three boys came back to work on the farm or to be owners I guess in the business together so it's really fun to um, it's a really it's a family affair for everything that we do (laughs) so yeah it's definitely a different lifestyle from the dairy life though that's for sure
1: takes a village for sure. What yeah. um what's something that maybe was like the biggest change or like the biggest shock to you kind of going from dairy then to the crop side of things now?
0: I think um with dairy we were used to every day not every day was the same but like you always have to get up and milk the cows, you always have to get up and feed the calves. Um so those kind of chores were consistent. Um but with crop farming we have different seasons where it's so busy. You know, I don't see my husband because he's up before dawn, gets home well after dark. Um, But then there's other seasons like in the middle of the winter where he's only going to the farm for about eight hours to do, well, maybe a little more than that. But the more of the maintenance months aren't quite as crazy, which is nice because as a dairy farmer in the middle of winter or on Christmas Day or on New Year's Day or whatever holiday it is, you still have to get up and do the chores.
1: Right, right.
0: That's been a difference, is we do have more. I would say we have more family time.
1: Yeah, I would say I didn't grow up on a dairy or anything like that, but um, my father is a crop farmer, and so I can can relate to those times as well. But uh, what's kind of been maybe the biggest challenge with starting your own business and jumping all into that?
0: I guess just making sure I've got everything right. Like, I think the biggest challenge for me with the cheesery was figuring out how to ship ship perishables and make sure they get to people okay and honestly the big even bigger challenges that have come up through this are just dealing with shipping during the coronavirus and mm-hmm. dealing with shipping now during protests like I didn't even expect that to be an issue yeah so there's definitely things and I I have some other small business friends that there's a lot more um I have a lot of friends who ship like their beef products which that's who I learned from for the mm-hmm. cheese but um they kind of are just like, you know, you just got to prepare to have different things come up all the time and never get comfortable with what you think is the right thing.
1: Right. So yeah, prepare for the unexpected. I guess that's some good advice because you never know. My mom and I just have kind of a, uh, we have an antique business and we just started shipping things. And that is, like you said, shipping is feel like has been our biggest challenge because it's hard to figure out sizing and weights and where it's going and oh, it's yeah. different for everybody it's it's a a fun thing to figure out that's for sure.
0: That is so cool. I love that business idea. Fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's been fun for us to um do together. Oh, cool. But I guess so one of the things that I kind of found and connected through your page was um and not to get like too personal or anything, but you kind of talks about you know being a strong woman in agriculture but not being um not necessarily wanting kind of like the equal playing field of types of uh mindset um not necessarily applying the feminist uh mindset right. kind of agriculture can you talk a little bit about that because i thought that was such a refreshing post and like thing to put out there because i think that's something that people maybe don't realize yes
0: yeah, so do you mean like i don't drive a tractor type thing yes
1: that kind of okay. thing yes okay okay oh,
0: yeah um well, it kind of stemmed back to my early 20s when I was, I worked for a local co-op and I top dressed and uh, fertilized fields with a realtor, and I felt like, I felt empowered knowing to do that because that's not a typical woman's job, and I had my CDL, I drove grain truck, I did all this stuff, and then I met my husband in Illinois, and his, he grew up, his mom was a stay at, well, she was She worked, but then she stayed home for some of the years while her kids were young. And I remember like one of the first things he said to me while we were dating, not first things, we were probably dating a few months. And at that time I could tell you like I was going to marry this man, Right. but he told me he always pictured his wife would stay at home with his kids. And I said, well, I'm probably not going to be your wife then Mm -hmm. because my mindset back then was I want to be able to do all the things the guys can do. And as I, I like, Ended up quitting my job in agronomy to stay home with our son. Like three or four or five years later, however long it was, completely contradicting everything I had thought <laughs> before. Um, realizing that, like yes, there's a tractor to drive, there's a semi to drive, but there's so many other things that would fall apart in our home if I wasn't home to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a give and take. Would would he rather have me driving a tractor, which I'm completely capable of doing, or would he rather have me home with our son so he doesn't have to be in daycare doing all of the household things plus if he needs me I'm here you know right. like need to go get parts all that stuff and right. all of that is important to a farming operation so I think one thing in agriculture is we are a small community and we do connect with people and all of us have a little bit of different roles it's easy to get caught in like a comparison of oh well this farm wife drives the grain cart I should be doing that this, this farm mom, you know, she's, she's out there running equipment or whatever, or I don't know, she does the books. I should be doing the books, you know, just things like that. And it's kind of like, no, whatever works for your operation and whatever gets the job done for you guys is what you should be doing. And you are enough pretty much.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's something that's important to keep in mind because now with social media things, sometimes you see all these women, like they're doing so much and you might think, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing that. So then maybe, you know, I'm not important, but I think everybody's role is important because it all makes it all work together. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that because that was something that really struck a chord with me and I'm sure um, will hit home with some other people as well.
0: Yeah. I think I have one more comment because yeah. like I did make a pretty bold statement earlier this spring where I said, I will never be a feminist, but mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what the term feminist meant, I guess. Like if you actually research it, it's not all about some of the things that the media portrays it to be. Right. So I, I was having conversations with my husband like asking him questions and stuff and we found out I guess if you go by like the definition of what a feminist is, we're both technically feminists because mm-hmm. we agree on equal rights and everything like that, but we aren't we aren't like I guess trying to defy each other's gender roles. Like right. He cooks for me sometimes and I drive his truck sometimes. Like there's nothing, it doesn't really like, we don't, we don't get into that, like comparing what each other's doing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just not important to us. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Yep. I totally, I I think that's an awesome stance and kind of statement to make. It's very refreshing for sure going back to social media very quickly, what, with social media, I think it changes the game as far as agriculture being able to tell their story. How have you kind of found that to help you um, maybe with your business and kind of, again, telling ag story?
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw the importance for it, I guess, just after I quit my job. Um, I was home with my son, and I was thinking about our life, and, like, we're pretty sheltered in the ag community if we don't, like, try to reach out to people just because we aren't we don't we don't have a lot of things surrounding us and it's hard to it takes a lot of time first of all to tell your story and I know that there aren't a lot of us out there doing it just because of that because we're all so busy with our day-to-day everything so when I kind of had more time home with my son and even before I started my business I decided you know there's not a lot out there. Some people, like, we just got to step up to the game because there's a lot of misconception about farmers out there. Um, And I've just found, like, I don't know, I guess it's it's nice to be able to have a platform to share. And I know that a lot of the people I share with are still rural people, rural farmers that are just more, like, relating with our story. (laughs) But it's starting to branch out more to consumers. And I would love to continue that so that I can be a source and, like, a trusted person that somebody can ask a hard question to like why do you spray our crops with chemicals right. that we're eating you know stuff right. like that so that's my goal in it and I've even talked to my husband about this before because he does take over Tuesday with me and he does help me a lot on certain things with our content but he told me I would never ever do this if I had to be the one like actually behind the scenes doing all the posting and everything right
1: yeah so it's a lot yeah sure <laughs> yep <laughs> So kind of too when you just kinda of mentioned, you know, branching into more of the consumer side of things, what as you're kind of doing that, what's been something um or what do you see as kind of a critical ag message that isn't maybe currently being told?
0: Hmm. A critical message to consumers? Yes, ma'am. I mean, I feel like we're working to bridge all of the misconceptions and there's a lot of them. So I don't know if there's any that I could tell you that aren't being told or at least that we aren't trying to tell um you know there's some there's a whole list of those topics so I guess I couldn't think of one specifically yeah sorry
1: (laughs) no that's fine no and that's I think a good point too is there is so much and I think everybody's kind of trying their best to kind of dispel all those myths and it's it kind of gets exhausting because there's a lot and there's a lot of just lack of education I think um but hopefully by everybody kind of to try, everybody continuing to tell their story, um, those, those will go away, and of course he popped in here, so if you see it, oh, I, cute. it. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> um, so kind of just to wrap things up as we're kind of getting low on time here, do you have anything that you kind of just want to put out as, like, a blanket statement or a comment, um, just to kind of, um, tell everybody that may be watching? Yeah, I
0: guess I would say, um, if you're interested in t- sharing your story, like, don't get get discouraged about like how many people are following you or like i guess basically what you need to focus on is trying to create compelling content for your audience that's going to help them understand why you're doing what you do
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it takes time like it was easy for me to get discouraged in the beginning too i'm still trying to find my voice and grow and become a voice for agriculture but there are so few of us, like, just be encouraged to get out there and tell your story if, if that's something that you want to do.
1: Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. I, like I said, I really, um, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you're busy um, with your business and being a mom and everything. So thank you so much. Um, and I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AgChicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our AgChicks channel. We'll see y'all next time.